0: Baby, let's go. It's time. Strike. Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up. Strike. In the jungle, we unite and up. Trippin' orange, black and white. Who day when we fight, live and die in these stripes? Uh. Now who gotta move? I can't Now who? City know you rock them, yeah, there we got them, there yeah, we bottle, yeah, yeah, like that black and orange or bottle, bingo bottle, never stop it, little so beast of beast and no, who they rocking with the drama stripes, false and no no wings, Cincinnati, she's our queen, we go show the world of king. who, who the day, black in the night, in
1: bang- Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bengals and Brews. It is fancy season. I am Hooday Joe. With me, as always, is my co-host, the Orange Arrow. Identity is masked for this episode. <laughs> and we have the pleasure of joining us is from Fantasy Pros, Joe Pisapia and Andrew Hall. Thank you so much for joining. We know you guys are busy. How are you guys doing?
2: Doing great. Doing great, man. Yeah, yeah, happy to be on the show. And and I'm so happy the Arrow is in costume. Aren't you, Andrew? I almost oh. I had my contract. I said, it's got to be in full costume if I'm going to come on the show.
3: I was thinking, like, should I be in costume? Like, should I have to, you know... Oh, I thought this was your costume. I should. I should this is not hide. your costume? No, wow. this is this is the Clark Kent. This is, right. this is the costume. That's what i said. <laughs> That's what you're going for, yeah.
1: I love, it. Uh, I love it. it. Yeah. Well, we again, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're going to talk lots of fantasy stuff. Everyone in the chat, uh, if you got some fantasy uh, questions for, for Andrew and Joe, we will uh, definitely try, try to get to them uh, as we have time. Uh, so starting out, As Bengals diehards, sometimes we get a little tunnel vision with fantasy, and we try not to be Hobers, but it's hard sometimes. So my first question for you guys, is there a Bengals player we should be fading and put aside our fandom as we're looking at our drafts? We'll we'll start with you, Joe, and I'll give Andrew the Bengals uh, diehard uh, a chance to think about it. Well, look, I'm very excited about Jamar Chase being the
2: number one overall pick this year. I've kind of said that, you know, him and Justin Jefferson, you could split hairs over there. But I feel like there is a a real special potential season there with Joe Burrow and himself. If they can all play 17 games together healthy, no one has any other interruptions in the season. It could be one of those rare special 45, 50 touchdown kind of years. Like, I feel like that's in the range of outcomes, as my friend Derek Brown likes to say. So I'm very excited about that duo. They're coming at the correct ADP, though, because Jamar Chase is premium, and then Joe Burrow is you know, going where he's going currently, which is probably in the right lane. Where it gets tricky is after that, because if that happens and is prolific, yes, T. Higgins is still going to eat. He's still going to be a pretty good guy. He was still a wide receiver one last year, which shows you that you can, you know, with the right offense, have more than one wide receiver one. Uh, in terms of fantasy points. And a lot of people kind of stray away from that. Higgins is still good enough to be that guy, but if Chase ends up having that alpha season, is going to eat into it a little bit. Uh, Boyd is a guy that I wouldn't touch. Uh, tight end position, again, is not one that they showed us they really want to use. The Joe Mixon one is the wild card. I'm fascinated to hear what Andrew has to say about him because had they gone out and done a little bit more in terms of getting some more bodies behind him, nope. then maybe I would have said, okay, well, maybe Joe Mixon we should worry about, but because they haven't, and, and I don't love, you know, everyone keeps throwing out that same nonsense about, well, you know, well, in the second half of the season, Joe Mixon from week nine had seven touchdowns. I'm like, yeah, but he had five in one game. So let's not pretend like it was this prolific second half either. That's a very misleading stat you see starting to float around the Twitter fantasy space. I think Joe Mixon is an interesting calculated risk. I think that's the best way I could possibly put it right now um i think if you will go heavy wide receiver early you can look back and see joe mixon and say okay i can take a shot on this guy where well, the offense is going to be good maybe last year was growing pains of the offensive line maybe i can buy into it but you know for the most part right now he's going in that same range as guys like ironically travis Etienne who's another guy that i'm not thrilled with position situation wise joe mixon then you got chris olave t higgins aaron jones i think is in a clearer position than he is uh jameer gibbs i think is a little bit more upside in ppr league so it's an interesting spot where he is with Joe Mixon. And personally, there's just other kinds of players I'm looking to draft instead of him. But I'd be fascinated to see what Andrew's take is on these guys, especially Mixon.
3: Well, I don't know why you think I'm a Bengals homer. I don't know what in the world would tell you you're a <laughs> Bengals fan. I, mean, I don't know if anybody's watching. If you could see any of this room, like, geez, I, I don't I don't like the Bengals. What are you talking about, Houdet? But no, <laughs> what I'm going with here is more of I think you hit the nail on the head on all that, Joe. I think Chase is obviously a stud. Burrow obviously is stud. T, stud, B, like stud in the making. Like mm-hmm. no issues there. Uh, Mixon is a character. Mixon is an interesting one because I think if you can get him in like the fifth, sixth round as your RB2, I think you'll be happy. But the catch is if you really want to get him, you got to reach. And I don't know why you would reach. And I don't know why you really want to get him. He hasn't really proven himself to be like a stud RB1, dependable, set it and forget it kind of running back. Not only is his running back performance not that great, but he's not always on the field. He's been injured a lot. So I think that RB2 uh, kind of spot is nice for me. And again, if he's with those guys like you're talking about with Aaron Jones and ETN, I'd probably rather have Aaron Jones over him myself. I I agree with you. I think they're going to lean on Aaron Jones a lot in Green Bay. They don't need to lean on Mixon in in Cincinnati, right? But they didn't draft anybody of consequence. I mean, Chase Brown, not slamming the guy. I say all the time, like, he's better at this than I will ever be at anything. Chase Brown is better at this. (laughs) But... He's not a threat to Joe. Mixon. You haven't seen him do anything literally as good as as (laughs) as a football. But the thinking is more like, you know, Travion Williams is still there. Maybe he's the guy. Chris Evans is still there, who I really like a lot. But they just drafted Charlie Jones to do some punt return work. So maybe he's on the outs. I mean, there's just not a lot of threat like P. Ryan was last year. So there could be an uptick in, in production. And him signing that lower contract and kind of locking it in for two years, I think, helps a lot, too. Obviously, Joe, you know, I play a lot of Dynasty and, and we have a mm-hmm. whole Dynasty podcast and everything, Dynasty Junkies. And I think a lot of times we talk about things in, in the eye of dynasty lens. In terms of redraft, I have no problem at all drafting Mixon this year. I think he's in. I think they're gonna make a Super Bowl run. They're gonna be in the red zone a lot. So I don't mind getting Mixon again as an RB two. I don't wanna reach for him though. I don't wanna, you know, put all my eggs in that basket, even though I am a homer and love mixing. That's just that's bad process. And I try to he's avoid the
2: RB sixteen. Overall, yeah. and that and that is very reasonable considering he plays in a good offense, and I think that's the thing where you start to look at the situation of you know wanting guys in good offensive ecosystems. Something we talk about on Fantasy Pro Show, and I always talk about in the Black Book, and and Mixon is that guy. So as long as it hovers in this sixteen value, I'm good. If it starts to tick up closer to twelve, I think that's when the conversation starts to go in a different direction. And I, I also just pointing out too, this the kinds of players that are around in this ADP are very intriguing. Jay Hawkinson was really the number two in that offense. I don't care what anybody wants to tell you about Addison. Hawkinson's the number two guy. Uh, Calvin Ridley potentially could have a huge bounce back. I mean, it's a lot more upside with players like that, even Jerry Judy. Uh, So it's, it's also the kinds of players in particular, not just running backs that are going in that same ADP, which is why I probably won't have a lot of shares of Joe Mixon. But I do think if he should fall to this range or even a little lower, that he's worth selecting, but it's not without its pitfalls. And it's also a situation where I'm not hedging it because as Andrew pointed out, none of the guys behind him have anything to offer of any proven commodity whatsoever. So it's not like you could say, well, I'm going to hedge this backfield. Like I have have all the Damian Harris because it's cheap right right now because I'm not buying any James Cook. And Damian Harris I know is a three down back who has goal line potential. That's good enough for me. Oh, wait, he's going towards the end of drafts. Awesome. None of the other Bengals guys have proven anything like that, which is why Mixon stays relevant but also why there's no hedge either, which makes it kind of a difficult situation.
1: Yeah, that's great insight. And I could see a wide range of outcomes for Mixon. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the the thing I always look at when evaluating for fantasy, I look at talent, opportunity, and age. And Mm -hmm. he's definitely got some talent. He's definitely got the opportunity. He's not on the wrong side of, you know, that 27 where running backs really start to um, deteriorate. So I know he's got volume, and that could be enough. And I w- I've I've heard some analysts even be like, maybe this is Mixon is this year's Josh Jacobs. Now Jacobs was going a lot later last year, um, mm-hmm. but Josh Jacobs like really kind of came out of nowhere. He had had volume and he had some good seasons, and it reminds me a lot of how we're viewing Mixon, but Mixon is being propped up a little bit more. Um and the one other thing about Mixon, especially if you play in full PPR leagues, he had a career high 60 catches last year.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: his rushing numbers don't look as good, but he made up for that as the Bengals switched a shotgun and really um caught the ball. Derek, did you have anything to add on Mixon or wanted to go on to a next question? Am yeah, I back now?
4: Was... Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. Sorry. No, it, my internet was cutting out, of You're course. Good. It hasn't done it in how many how many times, but um, no, I, I just, following up on Mixon, I was going to ask, like, as far as the upside, what, what, what do you see his ceiling um, potentially being?
2: That's I'll go first. One.
4: Yeah, go I'll, go, I'll go first. I think his <laughs> ceiling
3: is running back three overall. Like, honestly, like he's got a very three. high ceiling, but that is a three. very, very low chance of hitting that ceiling. So that's why I, I tend to look like you were saying with Debro, right? Like range of possible outcomes A uh, running back three or four is very unlikely. I just don't see that kind of season coming. I, and being realistic, I'm probably going to think running back eight is probably where I feel comfortable putting his ceiling is kind of like confidently. And again, I don't mind buying in at the running back eight ceiling, but his floor is running back 30. You know what I mean? Yep. Like his floor is really yep. low. So if you're definitely mm-hmm. looking for upside and risk, Mixon's your guy, right? Mm-hmm. Something I've talked about and actually written articles on fantasy pros about is, you know, drafting for risk and like balancing that out. If your first three or four picks are, are nice, steady, high floor options, then I don't mind at right. all going with a risky guy like Mixon, you know, and kind of balancing out your team, adding a little risk to your player list. So that's kind of where I look at it. But I mean, Joe, do you think even RB8 is too high? Is that crazy talk to you to think of? Ceiling no, here? I think
2: eight is the ceiling. I don't think three yeah. is realistic. Well, you I think, think.
3: three offense- is like the extreme. Yeah, but
2: I don't even think three is realistic. The only way three could happen is if Jamar Chase went down. Mm-hmm. for true. a significant period of the season because and even last year you say, player. well the you know receptions <laughs> were up, but you know, Chase missed four or five games. So true. you know you put Chase back in there and there's forty targets right there, <laughs> you know, that are going away yeah, yeah. over that span. So it's just a matter of the math. And, you know, I mean, there are variants year over years in, in these things and stuff like that. But typically speaking, you kind of have the identity, especially when there's continuity with quarterback and head coach and offense. And you kind of know what you're going to get out of these teams for the most part. That's why I like those teams, because you can actually kind of predict and get close to really identifying who they are. It's why last year in Denver it was such a giant trap, because there were so many unknowns. a First time head coach or a guy coming over to a new system in Russell Wilson yep. with a whole new group of personnel. We saw how that worked out. It wasn't a great situation last time. In fact, it was historically bad. Right. Situations like the Bengals are a lot easier. I would say RB eight or nine is certainly I think the ceiling there. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good group in that top ten or even twelve if even mm-hmm. if Brees Hall is healthy to start the year. But I think you know looking back at that number of receptions, yes, it was a career high, but I'm not 100 sold that he'll be needed to do that same number again. And that I think is something that you don't want to go and use that as the demarcation of saying, yes, that's why Mixon's good. I think what you want to do is say, yes, the Bengals are going to be a very good offense if everything stays healthy and clicks. Therefore, Mixon will have hopefully more scoring opportunities and won't be as strange of a season in terms of touchdowns the way it was, because it was. And those can be very weird year over year. We all know that. So touchdowns are the hardest thing to predict, but typically speaking, you know, eventually we think that'll even out a little bit. So Mixon, like I said, where he is good investment, but don't draft him for that ceiling because I think that's kind of a potentially dangerous spot. Then you reach and then you might fail.
4: Yeah, totally. Now one question, and this is strictly hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, if you're in say a slow draft, (laughs) <laughs> and you had guys like
1: I don't know. And you're like, on the clock right now, and you're on the
4: clock right now, like <laughs> mm-hmm. guys like Travis Kelsey, T. Higgins, Chris. This is
1: Fox this right. is hypothetical, right? Hypothetic. This isn't actually it's
4: happening. Strictly to you. Hy- hypothetical. Asking yes. for uh-huh. a friend. Yes, asking yeah, right. for a friend. Okay. Um, Who are the guys it, on the board? So guys like Jameer <laughs> Gibbs. I know how Houday Joe feels about him because he was on the Gibbs train when mm-hmm. we were when we were in draft season. Uh, Christian Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Williams, Joe Mixon. Would you be? Would you be looking to? Because I've I've went zero RB up until now, or this hypothetical situation has right been- not you <laughs> the guy who's the drafted. Friend. yeah yeah this, the sky guy. guy.
2: So what are the wide receivers you have right so now? I,
4: right now, I have Olave and T Higgins. Um, would would you? So who was
2: your first overall pick? Then in this,
4: my first overall pick was Kelsey. I just wanted gotcha. to see because okay. this
2: is uh, – I'll see Olave yeah. Higgins. And now Jameer Gibbs is on the board, you said. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to start. I think I, – you know, I understand Mixon being that safer one. But especially, you know, if I, if I were in a podcast about the Bengals, the last thing I want to do here every day <laughs> is ruin my Sunday with also maybe Joe Mixon not performing. as well. That's tough. If it's a PPR league especially, Jameer Gibbs is really interesting because what happens is – and I'm sure Andrew will speak to this too. Like that DeAndre Swift role is a real thing that they really wanted to run the offense that way, and it just never came to fruition because of his injuries, because he just never developed into the player that they thought he was going to be. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is that player. Uh, he is explosive. He is incredible route runner. He's got great hands. All those things. And all Andrew and all the dynasty guys out there are just you know chomping at the bit to roster him as much as possible. <laughs> I'm not afraid of rookie running backs. I mean, I'm the guy that's got Bijan number one overall, and I'm not crazy because I've only done this twice before. And both times I was right about it. It was Zeke, Zeke yeah. rookie season. And it was Saquon rookie season. Mm-hmm. And both of those two guys finishes RB two overall, those two years when I go out on a, limb on I, those throw, man, out on a well, but here's the thing at the time, <laughs> I know to that point at the time it was <laughs> out on a limb. Like in mm-hmm. the black book, I had Zeke as the 10th overall player. His mm-hmm. rookie year, Saquon going into the season, eighth overall player. People thought it was nuts. And people said, well, yeah, Zeke, I get it, because he came into a good situation on a, on a team that was, you know, really good with a great offensive line. Saquon did it with a five-win awful Giants team. Right. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, Bijan can still be that guy. But the point is, like, Jameer Gibbs in a PPR, I think if you've gone already so fade the RB, he's a great guy because I think he's going he's gonna to rack up already a good floor of points with the targets and receptions and the yardage. And then if you had in touchdowns, it's almost like that cheap cheat code way out of running back. And I would rather go with the younger guy personally, even though it's a little unproven, I'm not sure where Andrew lies, but I would go with Gibbs here.
3: I I would actually agree. And I think part of this Mm. too, goes back to your team build and everything. Like I mentioned before, you've, you've got a lot of steady players, I think there and Gibbs has probably got just as much upside and maybe a higher floor than Mixon does. I also think it's interesting because, You've already got Higgins. And I feel like in my life, a lot of times when I'm in leagues, I like to have one Bengals player on my team just because it makes Sundays a little more fun, right? But mm-hmm. I try really hard not to have two because then I'm, li- I'm getting into homerism, right? Like, I don't want that. Yeah. So if you've already got T, I feel like passing on Mixon makes more sense anyway. And if it's a Cincinnati league or some sort of fan league or something like that, then you might not get him on the way back. But if it's a generic league with the random people who aren't Bengals fans, you might get Mixon in the next round because there's still so many question marks about him. So I yeah. always say you got to play the room. And I think taking value is always the way to go. So, yeah, for me, it's definitely Gibbs. And I think Joe hit on all the things I was going to say, is that the PPR upside, all that, the the Detroit offense is going to look good this year. I think there's a lot of things that are going to make you very happy about taking Gibbs here. But, I mean, I love that Dale is in the chat. Can we put that up? Like (laughs) This is just terrific.
4: (laughs) Fellow co-hosts of Bengals and Brews wanting to know what the hell I'm doing right now. Because, uh, (laughs) listen, Dale, and I said listen, so I'll take a drink. But I told Mr. (laughs) PCP over there, Next time he was on, I would I would suit up. Yep. And I couldn't find my mask, his word. So I just went with the. I I asked my wife, I said, Hey, where's your makeup at No, I'm just
2: kidding.
3: <laughs> 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 I need to borrow your it. mascara again. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's dedication, my friend. But no, back to fantasy for a second. I think you probably <laughs> feel with that, Andrew. <laughs> I'm trying to segue like a joke piece of here, but um, I think uh, you're going to be happier with Gibbs. And then if you can get uh, Mixon next round, that that would be happy too. So like, I don't mind that at all for a zero RB team. And again, fourth round isn't a bad spot
4: to to lean on Mixon or look at this round actually, I would... Um I I might have picked Burrow in the fourth round.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, like so even, even better. All right. So Burrow in the fourth this is your fifth round pick. Then I would still take take Gibbs there for sure. I think, it, you know, Brown doesn't matter as much at that point. Is there any yeah. sort of like, uh, is it a super flex league where you need two? Because I would assume not a Burrow's
4: still there, right? Best ball. It's an um, well, underdog fantasy. Oh, perfect. League,
3: okay. So. Then yeah, you're doing all right. You're doing all right. If it's best ball, I want Gibbs even more, to be honest with you. Wow. I think Gibbs is upside in best ball. You don't have to worry about it. Just put him in there. I
1: you uh-huh. think you're going to be good. Yeah, Derek already alluded to it. I love Jameer Gibbs. I mm-hmm. and I was pounding the table for him at God, what what pick did we draft at twenty eight? Twenty eight, uh, yeah. And people thought that was like a huge reach. And then the Lions go and pick him at twelve. And I was like, well, that dream <laughs> is dead. Um, <laughs> but uh, Joe, the one thing uh, that I wanted to expand you to expand on was the Bijan one overall again hypothetical well one running Uh, back
2: number one running back yes number one running back yeah still 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 the boys at the top still still jj you know and everyone thought i was nuts last year when i said justin jefferson was the number one player overall not so so, nuts now am i
3: (laughs) (laughs) you're nuts but not for those reasons joe oh (laughs) that's a fair point that's a fair point i
1: know a guy that's Mm -hmm. in a keeper league where everybody can keep two players, so pretty much twenty out of the the top forty players are being uh-huh. kept. And I've an or excuse me, a friend of mine has the number <laughs> one overall pick, mm-hmm. and will be faced with the decision of CMC uh, or Bijan, and because all the top receivers, you know Jefferson Chase, those all those mm-hmm. guys are being kept.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, when I first got the number one pick, I was like, oh, I'm taking Bijan, like. McCaffrey's starting to age. He's got mm-hmm. the injury risk. He had a great year last year, but I'm taking Bijan. But now the fantasy analysts as a whole have convinced me to take McCaffrey. Your friend. You've convinced your friend. Yes. yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I keep, mm-hmm. I keep We're trying speaking. to maintain the show. Yeah. I mean, the
2: facade is crumbling quickly. So
1: sell sure. my friend on Bijan <laughs> over McCaffrey.
2: Well, first of all, my question is this: Can you keep the players you select in the first round?
1: Yes, you. Well, there's uh, your answer You give right up, you give up um, the uh, firstborn child the drafted.
2: Oh, okay. So, okay, like, so
1: yeah. So, for example, I'm keeping, or excuse my friends, keeping Ken Walker <laughs> and Travis Etienne for like, like a that guy is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're, well, your friend, friend, yeah.
2: Premium players are premium players for a reason. They help you win championships. All the mm-hmm. other stuff can always get figured out later. Um. If you can keep Bijan Robinson, <laughs> I'm keeping B. John Robinson. If, and I'm a betting man, right? If say that, that phrase, if I were a betting man, and I am, lucky for you guys. I'm looking at next year's board, trying to project into the future. The Falcons are a team that has to run the football, with a yep. coach that has a history of running the football very well, with Arthur Smith, mm-hmm. who, you know, an offensive line that got Tyler Algier 1,040 yards last year, for God's sakes. Tyler Algier, 1,000-plus yards last year. Yep. Um I I just, you know, I understand the quarterback play is in question there. I get that. But I I keep coming back to the same thing, which is the same, you you know, the initial instinct you had, I think is right, which is McCaffrey's got a lot of miles. He's going also to be, you know, I think managed very particularly, you know, and carefully. You've also got a lot of uncertainty in that quarterback situation too. If Brock Purdy really, I mean, it's hard right now because it's July. So if Brock Purdy isn't 100% to start the season, isn't the guy, then what is it? Is it Trey Lance? Is he capable? Does the offense, you know, click with him? God forbid, is it Sam Darnold running the offense? I mean, <laughs> these are real questions we have to ask ourselves because they're legitimately the all possible September scenarios. And then on top of that, you have what you saw last year with McCaffrey was once Eli Mitchell was healthy and back, he was getting some opportunities there and they were trying to manage McCaffrey because their goal is to look. Shanahan has come close.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: McCaffrey is going to be in bubble wrap as much as he needs to be to get them through the season. And at this point, I look at Bijan being the younger back, the guy that can block the guy that can run the guy that can catch the football, the guy that can run up in the slot. I mean, Bijan is a better to me. Uh, you know, I mentioned Saquon and Zeke in the rookie seasons. Bijan to me is blows those guys out of the water in terms of running back prospects from my visuals. And what I've been watching him in Texas for the last couple of years, like, and I've known about Bijan for like six years now because Scott Bogman, Andrew, no dogs are for he his his uncle, uh, his friend. Uh, I guess he's friends with Bijan's uncle, and he was telling him like when the kid was like 14 years old, he's like, you gotta know about my, my nephew, Bijan, blah blah blah. And we and Bijan Bijan We're like, okay, who's this kid? And then eventually he goes to Texas, we're like, oh, look, there he is. So we've been watching this kid for a long time, wow. and we knew who he was, and we knew yeah, who he was awesome. gonna be. So we're kind of in there, and I just think if you have a keeper situation involved, you're looking at Bijan because there's so much more future ahead, even if it's slightly disappointing this year and of course that could happen yep. the potential future there for the next three four years what does that look like for christian mccaffrey i'd rather be out a year early on mccaffrey and in a year too early on Bijan. that's how i would address it
1: awesome andrew yeah. any thoughts Bijon i'll second CMC? i'll second
3: most of that and just use the keeper <laughs> thing as the tie break right like i think that right. that's kind of where i lean to if it, if it was in a vacuum you could flip honestly flip a coin i think you're probably fine either way because they both have question marks very small lowercase question marks right like itty bitty, tiny question marks. You're doing fine either way. You're not going to pick wrong. I mean, obviously hindsight is different, right? But at this point, sure. you're not going to make a pick that's like, that's it. I'm going to bat. We're taking Josh Jacobs one-on-one. Like, no, that's no, we're not doing that. Right. So you, yep. no matter what, you're going to make the right pick. And I think that helps a little bit, but the keeper thing is, is definitely where I lean toward Bijan because I think the, the chances of him being a first round pick next year are higher than Christian McCaffrey's chances. And if you, you know, is it, you can only keep a few not like a few players or something, right? Like two players sure. each. Okay. So you're keeping other players that were not first round picks last year. Who was yep. your first round pick last year that allows you to pick this? Was it a running back? Hmm. Do you remember? Because uh, that's kind of where I want to go with. Well, this. Like in it wasn't his
2: team, remember. This is some other <laughs> yeah, team. My team. Yeah, ask your well, friends. Really you would have to go a lot of research. But think,
0: well,
3: you know where, where I'm going with this though is running backs <clears throat> are usually pretty steady year to year, but when they fall off a cliff, they fall <clears throat> off a cliff. <clears throat> and that we've seen that already kind of happen with McCaffrey and he recovered and has kind of come back and is still McCaffrey. That cliff is still coming for him, and Bijan is years away from that cliff. So that's kind of where, again, I'm leaning toward that, like protecting a little bit of the future asset, giving you that option next year to keep Bijan in the first could be a, a game changer. Your yeah. friend could have the best team in the league. You know what I mean? Like that would just be broken. So I think with CMC, you're not you're not wrong, but you're probably less wrong with Bijan.
1: Right. Yeah, He's Bijan is an amazing prospect. Uh, I, I've been the most impressed with him as I get more into the draft since Saquon came out. You know, yeah. I know, Joe, you even said better than Saquon. Um, yeah. Cleaner yeah. In, in the total package, to be yeah.
2: honest. You know, and Saquon got run into the ground in Penn State, too. And, and mm-hmm. you know, like, Bijan's just, you know, it's, it's not the combine either, too. Like, I'm talking about, like, watching games and what this guy does in games. And then you go and you watch him in the combine, you're just like, my God, everything is just so easy yeah. for him. He's so strong. He's so big. He's so fat. Like, he's just... He is like, if you made him in a lab, and I think these kind of guys just don't come around very often. It's like, yeah. you know, and I remember, you know, when Adrian Peterson's rookie or Andrew, you probably remember this too, uh, although I'm older than everybody, I'm sure, uh, that, that, you know, he came in the league with a knee injury, and I remember getting a discount on him in every single draft I got because I was like, well, you guys, I know what this guy is because I watched that guy play, yeah. and yeah. that guy is a terror. Like, he is going yeah. to destroy the NFL And sure enough, you know, for a decade, that's pretty much what he did. And sometimes you got to put, you know, you got to put that little bit of risk there with that young player, because if you do it, especially in a keeper scenario, you then all of a sudden become, you know, one of these teams that could be like a a legacy team. You could be one of these teams that just goes out there every year and you have the best start of any other team because you got two premium guys. Like if you start with a Bijan and a chase or something like that, my God, for the next three years, that's going to be a really great way. Everyone's going to be looking up at you in the standings.
3: Mm-hmm. So yeah. get the so premium. That's what your friend wants is to be. That's honest. what your friend wants. Yes. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Hopefully
1: my friend's watching. I'll, I'll send them the link. If well, you that's there. not how your friend does. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, going back to trying not to be a homer, who is an AFC North rival of the Bengals, uh, you know, a player on the Steelers, Ravens or Browns that we should not be sleeping on you know, not, not an obvious, you know, first three round guy, you know, someone a little bit later that you guys really like going into 2023. Uh Joe, we'll start with you.
2: Uh I'm a big Elijah Moore guy. <clears throat> I think, mm, that, that's you know when you take, <laughs> yeah, Elijah Moore is that guy for me that really comes right away. He's, he's going as like the wide receiver 49 mm-hmm. right now or the, it's just, it's just absurd. Everyone was so excited about this guy last year. Right. And then everyone all of a sudden a year later is out. Like all of a sudden he's not any good. <laughs> Like he played literally with the worst quarterback play you could possibly fathom last year. Yep. They were 29th in points scored with the Jets. I mean, Zach Wilson and Mike white and, you know, I know Mike white was the best of them, but still Joe Flacco. And God knows what else they were throwing out there on a weekly basis. Right. It was horrendous. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now you drop him into an offense where he's going to get slot opportunities. Now I know people like in Joku, but you know, I think when, you know, watching enough Deshaun Watson in my life that if you can get him that safety blanket wide receiver in the slot, he's going to look for that guy. And now that you don't have Kareem Hunt in this offense anymore, yep. you have some unproven other guys in the backfield. It's going to take a little while for those guys to really, I think, ingratiate themselves with the coaching staff and ingratiate themselves into the offense where all of a sudden they're going to be fantasy viable in any way. So I'm looking at where those targets are going. Donovan Peoples-Jones contract's up at the end of the year. Like, I don't see any point in like trying to feed him the football or really get excited about him. Elijah Moore is a guy that they traded some draft capital for, and I think it was very interesting. He was available and he just wanted out. And I don't blame him. Like he was disenfranchised. You know, some wide receivers are divas. I get it. He was pissed off. They were pissed off that he wasn't a good soldier or whatever. But you know what? It's hard to be a good soldier when you're looking at Zach Wilson and you're trying to make money for yourself. He gets sent to Cleveland. He's a really interesting one. Zay Flowers is an interesting one too another rookie wide receiver but at the same time I love this kid I love the makeup of the kid I love the he's got you know that I hate that phrase but he's got that dog in him he really does for a small Zay guy. or Elijah uh Zay, Zay. Bat- yeah. Elijah's great but Zay Flowers <clears throat> is another one too with the you asked for guys in the uh, yeah. in the same division I know they brought in Odell Beckham Rashad Bateman's never on the field it's always lower body injuries that's death to wide receivers Mm-hmm. zay flowers fights for the football he is fast he is explosive he is fun to watch he is he is that kind of guy that you want to get the football to like he's just it's it's hard to put your finger on it but he's that guy and i think it's not going to take very long for lamar jackson to recognize that in this offense so there's a couple guys the steelers don't have as many of them i'd say Fryar would be the la- late guy for me because i think there's some touchdown upside coming back in his favor soon Young right. quarterbacks typically, you know, like to look for the tight end too as they're continuing to develop. And I, I was liked him. I liked him out of Penn State. I thought he was a great player there. So I thought it was just a matter of time. Had he not been in the same draft class as Pitts, we would have talked a lot more about Friermuth, but he was with Pitts. So that's all anybody wanted to talk about. So those are three guys, one on each team that I think people should really be circling late in drafts.
3: You yeah, know, I'll, I'll kind of follow up with that and quickly go through some of mine. I mean, that you hit Elijah Moore is one of those that I think is, is kind of a polarizing topic. I'm not an Elijah Moore guy, but I totally get the logic. Especially in redraft, where it's not like you have to spend a lot to get him. He's you know, probably <laughs> right. on waivers in, in after your draft, right? I mean, like you're risking very little to put him on your team, most likely. And he does have a lot of upside. My Browns player, though, would have to be Nick Chubb. I just think he's still getting a little bit disrespected. He had a really bad year with the. Yeah, Chubb but he's a second
2: round career. player. Joe I don't want late know. round guys.
3: Again, again, I'm <laughs> going to be in the group. first round. I'm the president of the Chubb Club. <laughs> I, I know. I figured you were a fan of the Chubb. Uh, so oh. I know that you love Chubb. Let's just put it that way. So it saying, I
2: got really the, the t-shirts being made up right now. I saw the prototype, the fantasy. It's, prototype not, really a, it's
3: not really a sleeper. So it's not really an one, answer. Andrew. I'm just saying I'm I like Chubb one. because I wanted us to agree about Chubb, Joe. But okay. uh, they're they're going, Chubb. Chubb, is, Chubb is terrific. We love you Chubb. Chubb. The, other, the other player that I like this year, not really a sleeper, Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to have a good year. I think Mark Andrews is going to have a good year. All these guys are obvious, right? The one that I'm going to lean on as an actual sleeper of this division is Deontay Johnson. And I think yeah. a lot of people are like letting him go and kind of th- kicking him to the curb, especially in Dynasty. He had zero touchdowns last year. The odds of that happening twice <laughs> in a row are ridiculously <laughs> slim. And I honestly mm-hmm. think that the, the Steelers did a lot to upgrade their line. They're going to be better with Najee Harris. Kenny Pickett, hand size didn't grow, but I bet his knowledge did. And I'm telling you, he's going to be better this year at getting the ball out where it needs to go. So I like Pickens a lot, too. Don't get me wrong. But I think if, if you got Deontay Johnson kind of going under the radar in your league, you know, you can get him in the eighth, ninth, tenth round in some leagues. Like for me, that's the prime kind of sleeper I want. He could be a wide receiver too. It's set, set it and forget it kind of guy in your lineup. So Deontay is the guy that I'm leaning on, even though I freaking hate the Steelers. That's something <laughs> <on> <laughs> <clears throat> you know, oh, I'm I kidding.
2: I agree 100 percent with Andrew. By the way, let me say about Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm, His yes. ADP has fallen so far that it's almost absurd. It's like he's going yeah. in the same grouping as guys like Mike Evans, who's complete dust right now. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown with no quarterback. Traylon yeah. Burks with now Hopkins in there and already an offense that can't throw the football—it's absurd. Even Michael Pittman and Chris Godwin are going ahead of him, which makes right. me I just uh, laugh my ass off. There's uh, no reason. I yelled yeah. at somebody yesterday on a Discord stages about Godwin because I was talking about Godwin. And I was like, "You got to fade away from this guy. Nobody's gonna throw the ball 700 times again last year, and, and it's not like last year, and it's not like Tom Brady's coming back. Okay, now you got mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. Is Baker Mayfield gonna throw the ball 600 times? No, it's not gonna I happen.
3: It's a well, I mean, just, that's, well, yeah, be exhausting He's certainly
2: not going to throw it 600 times to his own team. That yeah. we know. <laughs> but, but I'm fascinated. I want to know what Andrew has to say about this, because if you don't like Elijah Moore, who's the other guy to eat besides chubb and cooper because there's gonna be that other Njoku. guy
3: as much as i hate in okay, I think he's Njoku. gonna have the connection i, I that's who yeah, I'm i going like with. him too i, I, I just, like I dpj a lot but i just don't know if he gets guy. enough touches i think mm. Joku's is probably the guy that's the second most targets on that team i okay. just feel like that's what they're gonna do i think they're gonna lean on chubb because they might as well they paid him a ton of money and they don't have much behind him i think watson doesn't really do well with chubb and doesn't really play you know he doesn't that sounds really odd, odd saying deshaun watson and chubb in the same sentence Given the off-the-field issues, but where I'm going with some of this, this is the perfect podcast for this. What I'm saying perfect, perfect. perfect. I want to see you work did. your
0: way out of this.
3: <laughs> Watson and Chubb don't do well together. So he's gonna play along with Njoku over here instead. And he's gonna be mm-hmm. handing the ball off to Njoku through the air. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But well, no, I understand. there's this.
2: there's intermediate targets available. Correct. And, and that's it, where I, it's, I think Gregory it's Hunt be is gone and systematically they're available. We all know that. And Amari Cooper is getting older too. I'm looking at the young, explosive playmaking guy because I saw two years ago like Elijah Moore just, just embarrass some defenses for a stretch there for about six weeks where you're looking like, holy crap. And he was doing it with some crap quarterback. I was like, well, remember that year? It was like Josh Johnson off the scrap heap. Mm-hmm. The Jets are hilarious. I want to go back and bring up some of the Jet quarterbacks over the last couple of years, but it has been hilarious. And Elijah Moore is still showing you, like, this guy can do it. So <clears throat> I think it's, it's going to be one of those two. Yeah. And I can't wait to see which one it is. And they're both going at such discounts that it doesn't cost you anything to take both and see which one you're right about.
3: Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, again, I I don't want the Browns to win. So part of it is like, just, just all of you fall down, twist your ankles and I'll call it a day. That sounds great.
0: To
1: me. <laughs> yeah. I, I love those, all those picks, especially Elijah Moore. He was the one I had written down. Deontay Johnson, mm. I think is definitely being slept on just from, from a regression standpoint, the guy mm. can get open. The guy's going to get targets the touchdowns are going to come, you know, are they going to be five, eight, maybe. Um, but yeah. And even if Watson is just mediocre and not horrible, um, I think there's a lot of opportunities for <laughs> Elijah Moore just because I love him as a talent and he's, he's had crap to deal We've with. We've seen receivers need a change of scenery before. This is not unheard of. Yep.
3: Like the receiver is really more than anything else need the opportunity. And if you're on the wrong side of the coach or, the offense is terrible, or whatever. You can change teams and see a big difference in uptick in, in your opportunity level. So I don't, hate, again, I don't hate Elijah Moore at all. I just I feel like I'm I'm less on him because he hasn't proven it yet. But that's okay. You know what I mean? Like I just don't know if he's the guy as like the, the number yeah. two in this offense. I, he could be for sure, but I'd yep. rather lean on Njoku, especially in tight end leagues where you know you have to start a tight end. I think yeah. Njoku could be a top six tight end. It's Much like say,
1: Njoku is always the guy where I'm just like. It always feels like, all right, this is the year and a joke going to put it all together. Yeah, he looks year, the he part. He's got it. all the he's, he's got beast. all the measurables. And I mean, it, I mean but just, this it. is the year. Th- this always is it. Though. Disappoints. <laughs> I mean, how many years has this been going? It feels like forever. But but anyway, fair. I know you guys have a hard stop. Derek, did you have a next question to get to?
4: Yeah. <clears> um, <throat> well, first of all, I just want to bring this up. Absolutely, man. The, oh I, yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. All do. Got his hat right up here. Yeah, us trying it there, but uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was just and, to and say, for uh, the
2: record, tags loved Elijah Moore. There you go. That yes,
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Sure. Um, but speaking on the tight ends, um, I know you know we've got Irv Smith, and and everybody, everybody keeps saying if he can stay healthy, you know, this guy can can probably produce tight end one numbers. But I was going to, since you're a Patriots fan, Joe, I was going to ask you, are there any Patriots tight ends they yes. think they will possibly be um getting rid of and in that sense are there are there any possible for mm-hmm. for the tight end two for the Bengals not fantasy wise just
2: uh there is almost I would say one percent chance that Irv Smith can be a tight end one this year because there's mm-hmm. just not enough targets available in this offense for him to That's do more that. than I was you would have play. to have uh well I mean I want to say zero well yeah, I'll say yeah. one because he could, I mean, he could have yeah, eight touchdowns. Look, yeah. you, Andrew, you and I both know if you hit seven, <laughs> eight touchdowns, yeah. you're say. sneaking in the back door at 12. Like, you're going to yeah. be yeah. that guy. I'm sorry. It's just going to yeah. happen. Yep. Uh, and I like Irv Smith as a player, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. You, you know, you're talking about it's just not how the offense operates. I know CJ, you know, had some big games for this team in the past, but that was very matchup based. And it mm-hmm. wouldn't shock me if Smith had two or three really good games, but he's not going to be a consistent fantasy option. Um I'm very excited about Mike Gusecki because Mike Gusecki's got really good hands. (laughs) Mike Gusecki is um, a a good receiving tight end who just found himself in an offense that completely pulled away from the style of play that he was good at. So they completely, Mm -hmm. the offense was just not fit for him. He was like that round peg in a square hole kind of situation. And he's the opposite of that. New England, an an offense that knows how to use the tight end, especially Bill O'Brien calling plays again. So that is a, re- he's one of my favorite late, I'm um, throwing darts at tight end, kind of like Njoku can be one of those guys. Mike Gusecki can be one of those guys too, because there's also no alpha wide receiver with them. So mm-hmm. it's not like there's that go-to guy. Devonte Parker is always hurt. Juju? Parker is always no? Juju's already hurt. Like, he, I don't even know if he's going to be on the field come a couple weeks. That's <laughs> True, the thing. Yeah. And, you know, he's dealing with this knee thing that seems to be lingering. Like I am already irritated to the moon about that. So you're looking at Tyquan Thornton. You're looking at the rest of these guys. I'm like, none of these guys matter. So Gasecki has an opportunity outside of Ramondre Stevenson, which is why I love Stevenson so much. Because yeah. now you want to talk about a guy who's going to finish potentially top three at RB. That's the conversation to have. Because the volumes there, the quality, the quantity, the need, it's all right there in front of him. But Gasecki is really interesting. I know Henry Henry's still on that roster, but Gusecki is, I think, a much better bet to be placing right now. And one that I personally... In early drafts, I've already put like I draft him in Scott Fishbowl, right? Like, I'm I'm taking some shots at tight end late because I'm typically the guy that goes either great or late at tight end. Like I typically yep. don't end up with Kelsey um, Andrews. I don't like the value he's at right now. Hawkinson, if he falls in the right spot, I'm good. But other than Waller's that, yeah, and i I
3: like yeah.
2: Waller's wall, but you see. DeBro and erickson love waller you love waller i'm still scared out of my mind about waller because he's older and he has had a hard time getting on the field the last couple of years and to answer mm-hmm. craig's question i'm not a bengals fan but i'm the biggest joe burrow fan that there is Go oh, back I to the lsu days and the oh no, no no even ohio state all that stuff right so i love joe b i also coached the bengals i told the guys right. one of the teams that i coached the nfl flag for my daughter's league so uh, of course i always represent i got a couple Bengals shirts too because i love the logo too it's good i know right Absolutely. It's a great logo. I love the Bengals. I'm a Hoodie,
3: Well, Hoodie. here, so I'll, I'll jump in real quick and say Hunter Henry, if he gets cut, I would love Hunter Henry to join the Bengals. I think that would be a terrific upgrade. I think it's too with the way that the Bengals like to play the ball and they don't, they don't need a tight end. that's going to catch. I think Henry is fine being that guy, but again, I, I just don't know if Irv is going to be able to stay healthy. I don't know if he's going to be able yeah. to produce. I don't know how, like is he able to even play a full season as in like, is he conditioned enough? I think so. Again, He's better at that than I'll be at anything in my life. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. we haven't seen it, and that worries me. With Henry, at least, we've seen him on the field. So that's the one I'm kind of hoping get, is a camp cut casualty that we can sign on. And I think anybody in their right mind, especially Hunter mm-hmm. Henry, but anybody who gets cut in one of those situations from a bad team that could possibly go to a Super Bowl contending team, I mean, why wouldn't you sign as soon as that that phone rings? You're like, yeah, where do I sign? Like, let's go. I'm not going to wait. Yeah. So I think we've got some of that as a, as a team. It might actually allure, you know, kind of drive
4: some of these other guys to us. And, you know, in the next couple of weeks here, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's one thing I was going to say with, with Hunter Henry, was it exactly the guy I was thinking about? Yeah. Um, you know, could we interview you in a Trent Irwin for a Hunter Henry, <laughs> <laughs> something like Maybe? that. But <clears throat> I did, I did see where it, it seemed like the Patriots were going to use a lot of tight end or two tight end sets this year yeah i could see them doing like 12 personnel kind of stuff yeah
2: Yeah. look you're gonna see the patriots look a lot more like a patriot offensive years past There, mac jones i mean look that was gonna be my question what do you think about
3: mac jones i want to give uh, mac jones a a hug
2: i want to give mac jones a hug because (laughs) that was a terrible situation for any young quarterback to be in let alone a veteran quarterback either any quarterback you had people trying to call plays who had no business calling plays. who had no idea what offense is. I mean, I, I think sometimes, and I love bill. Sometimes bill gets too big for his britches too. And I think sometimes you, you know, if you're not careful, the league's going to go by you. And sometimes though, that genius moniker can kind of weigh you down. Cause you think that you're somehow Teflon from ever making mistakes, yeah. right? Like you think, well, I, we could just figure right. it out. We'll just put it together with glue and paper. And it's a lot easier to do that with Tom Brady. than It is with a, a second year quarterback. And, Mac Jones's first year, I think, showed a lot of progress. I mean, I, I Andrew will tell you this too. I was out there pounding the pavement two Julys ago telling everybody when Cam Newton was there, I'm like, Mac Jones yeah. is week one starting. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, he's going to work. in. I'm like, no, he's not. He's going to be the that. week one starter. Yep. I'm mm-hmm. telling y'all, just get ready now, draft him late in your super because that's what it's going to be. And he was okay. And you showed you moments where you're like, yeah, this is going to be all right. But the problem is the same problem with Tom Brady left. They have not done a, any good job of bringing in modern day NFL weapons. there's no Tyree kill on this offense. There is no Jamar Chase on this offense. There is no alpha wide receiver. They have a great running back in Stevenson. They did a good job there. but they have no playmakers. and that's why this team continues to tread water, especially when you remove the greatest quarterback that ever played the game away. and and until they start getting in that dance and doing a better job of identifying them and bringing them in and drafting them, I mean, I'm still throwing things when they took Tyquan Thornton, when Sky Moore was on oh, yeah. the I still haven't gotten over that, but that's a story for another show.
3: Well, the AFC East is also brutal right now. It used to be the Patriots division. Yeah. Now you've got the Bills, the Jets with Aaron Rodgers in Miami. I mean, like that's a terrific division. In, and and don't Patriots be surprised if the, the Jets
2: win that division because they yeah. already have a defense really that is is caliber to win that division.
3: And Brees Hall, they were the 29th the offense in points last yeah. year, the Jets. If
2: Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to be good. He just has to be mediocre. If Aaron Aaron Jones is just, I'm not kidding, too many shows. If Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, I said Aaron Judge, then I said Aaron Jones, and now I'm saying, if Aaron Rodgers, who I can't stand, is my least favorite human on the planet, if he's just mediocre, Mm -hmm. that Jets team has a real shot because the Bills defense is not the same that it was two years ago. They got old and hurt real fast last year. The Dolphins, one hit from Tua to Tua is the season for them, I think. And then the Patriots are all the problems I just said with the Patriots. So I, it, I'm telling you right now, I've already made an investment in the Jets winning that division. And as soon as they make the playoffs, I'm going to invest heavily on the underdog in New York against them and make all the money there and laugh my ass. <laughs> I
4: was about to that say, works. so you're saying for – I'm I'm, I'm I'm just a little <laughs> bit of gambling a betting guy. I'm just a little uh. bit of a betting guy, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. But, uh, just a You're saying <laughs> – yeah. You're saying I should place my bets on the, the Jets. What, what I'm saying the, the plus three,
2: right three to one. You're getting like 280. Say the odds 280. To three to one on that. You're some really nice numbers on that. And uh, by the way, I'm g- taking over the NFL betting show this year on betting pros. So oh, nice. uh, get ready yeah. for that. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So I'll be a little oh, yeah. less on fancy pros, but a lot more on betting pros this year. But I- I'm telling you, the, it, <laughs> that defense, that coach, a lot of it has to do with the health of Reese Hall. But I think there's going to be a really good energy in that building to start. It's going to be this, it's going to be a love fest. And then that same Aaron Rodgers playoff version is going to creep in and it's going to be fun because I'm going to make money on the back end of jet fans pain, which is something that I've done a lot in my (laughs) life. And there's nothing I love more. I'm from the New York area and there's nothing I love more than jet fans with expectations. It's my favorite thing. It's it's (laughs) horrible. It's great. But in this instance, I think there's a real opportunity here because I think Buffalo's the weakest they've been in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Dolphins, although good defensive team, incredible weapons, I have an uneasiness there because of the Tua situation. And that, yeah. that you take the quarterback out of the equation, even if you do it for a month, that's that all of a sudden that costs you a division, right? Mm-hmm. And the Patriots, I just don't think, are ready to do that. So who does that leave? It leaves the Jets with a guy who's got this you know, and he loves everybody and everything's great and all, it's so much fun. And the crowd's going to go crazy for him and all this stuff until the pressure really sets it. And then, you know, the Cleveland Browns or somebody else is going to go to (laughs) go, have to go to New York and they're going (laughs) to, they're going to go in there and they're going to whoop them. And Aaron Rodgers will get sacked three times by miles Garrett. And that game will be over. Like that's going to be, that's the script I'm writing. I can't wait to see if it, comes to fruition
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I I know you guys are going to have to run soon I did want to plug fantasypros.com I've been a long time MVP subscriber I was telling Derek Ah. before the show started um, my favorite thing about fantasy pros it's $5.99 a month um, for like a league like mine where you have like keepers we can trade draft picks before the draft you can customize all that stuff and run draft simulators and really get kind of a gauge as far as who's going to be available. I've been running that, Countless time I probably did like all oh, that draft intel that your they friend they created you created last your year. Friend your was friend, running, right? yeah. well,
2: yeah, he's yeah. actually doing it. So he <laughs> oh, be he's friend. in the league too. Okay, okay. Yeah. That intel tool that they created where it studies the patterns of the people yes. you draft with, yeah. and then you can draft yep. against those robots. Oh, it's awesome. That's just because it's one thing to do mock draft simulations, it's another stuff. thing to do the ones that actually matter in the context of your own leagues. That's right. It, they do some amazing work there. Those, yeah, that, my that playbook is amazing. terrific. I say this too like, I'm in you
3: know over 30 leagues, I can't do my playbook book like it's just it. no. i need that to like help me keep saying so yeah i I, I, like
2: I don't know how you do that you're nuts and also My is, like, limit.
4: Teller. it's fine still the best color yes, correct and go buy a black, black book. book he's right yes absolutely. boom
2: it's all over go Love. buy it on amazon right now because it updates it updates and yep. the cheat sheets the update digital. and all those yeah. fun things all the yeah, digital probably. but all even even yeah. i will do sporadic updates like i just did an update two weeks ago to the book so if you're buying it now you're getting the freshest information like nice. nobody else can do that except i thought you were gonna say
3: like Joe I thought you'd be like, I'm going to come to your house
2: and change. I'll come it. to your to house. Bitch right there. But no, but even the cheat sheets, you know, when you subscribe to the cheat sheets, anytime I make an adjustment to the RPV, you get the update so that you are always, you know, whenever you have a draft that week or that day, yep. you have the most up-to-date stuff, which is also That's something awesome. that those other guides on, you know, God bless them on the newsstands. They just can't do, you
1: know, yep. Joe, um, I know you said you're going to be moving to uh, a lot more betting pros. Anything yep. you want, want to plug before you get out of here? Uh, Tell us what nice. you got going it's easier on. easier
2: to not find me. I mean, geez, let's like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just avoid me. Uh, no, like I'll be on Fancy Pros. We've got the big Fancy Fest in August. But uh, come in season, we'll be doing. I'll be doing a lot of the betting pros. So subscribe to that YouTube channel. We're going to have some great stuff this year. Really have a great lineup of people. And we're going to, you know, it's time to take, Betting pros and blow it up like fantasy pros. That's my job this year. Um, and it's going to be a fun ride. We're going to have a good time. Uh, you can also catch me on Sports Grid um, every Sunday talking uh, fantasy football from 8 to 10. Every single Sunday, me and Matt Stryker, WWE uh, X uh, announcer and talent. We have uh, been on there for four years now. It's a fun show. We do it's two hours of fantasy football betting and like uh, DFS and everything. So it's a great awesome. one-stop thing. You can get it on freebie now because we're on Amazon prime. So it's just like, it's crazy. Um, but all of that stuff. And of course all the fantasy pro stuff, but also give Andrew a follow Andrew hall FF because Andrew, I've done tons of shows with him in the last couple of years. Andrew is fantastic. If you're doing dynasty, he's a must follow. He's, mm-hmm. he's one of the best I'm writers sure, yeah. in that space. He's one of the best minds in that space. And he's a really fun, good dude. So please go follow him. Don't follow me at Joe Pisa, ps 17. <laughs> was close, go that way. And I'll say this
3: way, obviously I'm writing for fantasy pros here and there. Hit me up on Twitter. I've got dynasty junkies. If you like dynasty football, which is a little deeper, it's like a keeper league on steroids, right? You keep everything all the time. Uh, I love dynasty. So yeah, thank you Joe for the kind words. And then the other thing I, I just wanted to check, I'll be at the expo in August. If anybody wants to come talk fantasy, come to Canton August 15th, 11th, something like that. Come talk fantasy football. You don't even
2: know what day you're
3: going to be there. I, no I just idea. look at my calendar. What's tomorrow, Joe? You know how it is, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. My logic is come see me in the expo. It's a Canton, Ohio, Hall of Fame. It should be a great time. But that's always a really fun weekend just to talk fantasy with a bunch of random people. It's like Twitter in person. Except for all the trolls stay home. So you're good. But uh, it's it's genuinely a good time and always a pleasure being on any show with you, Joe. And then any of you guys, Bengals and Brews, one of my favorite podcasts. So anytime you guys need me, let me know.
4: Thank we you we so definitely much. bring the Brews. I d- hey, real quick, Andrew, I do want to say if you want somebody to talk shit about your fantasy league, why don't you go ahead and plug what what you guys got in podcast form.
3: we're working with rate my league this year too so me and rocky are both going to be able to do a customized podcast on your league if you want us to tear your oh, league apart fun. and kind of break it down we're going to do customized <laughs> podcasts to uh, kind great. of get into every team with rate my league it's a great time look it up on twitter rate my league is their uh, twitter handle and it's in you know obviously we'll be tweeting about it a lot as we get through this but yeah dynasty know, junkie's like therapy really
2: i want to go and <laughs> yell at somebody about terrible picks they made i want to I do can't that. wait it's going to be so much oh, fun great. we're looking forward oh, to yeah. it yeah
3: yeah other than that we're good to go i'm busy just like joe is right we always got a lot of things going on that's the plan
1: yeah that's awesome and yeah i apologize andrew i had some dynasty specific questions written down but we didn't get to them i know you guys have have uh, me back that's fine have to get around we'll have you (laughs) back um if your time allows and again thank you guys so much for joining as we talked about i know you guys are super super busy we really appreciate your time
4: oh thanks guys maybe next time i'll find the mask (laughs) <laughs> maybe
2: i'm still you look good don't worry you look Arrow. good, you look good.
1: <laughs> all right guys we'll we'll let you get going and I derek and i will I'll keep chatting thanks again take care oh awesome awesome oh, man awesome guys i could i could have talked to them for another two hours i had so many more questions written down that we didn't even get to get to i know there were a couple questions in chat i couldn't get to sorry guys um but, yeah, I am so hyped for fantasy season. It feels like it takes forever to get here mm-hmm. and football season in general. And then it's gone in a flash. And then you're just waiting forever for it to get here. Flash,
4: I know that guy. <laughs> nice. But, no, um, yeah, th- those guys, just like Good- Goodberry, the knowledge that's in these guys' heads is remarkable. I mean, that just to be able to recite all of the stuff that they know, it's just – It's insane. But yeah, they they were, they were fantastic. Yeah. I do want to say for the guys that I I saw a couple questions asking about my black eyes, you know, I did, I asked my wife some questions and she didn't like the way I responded to her and she did deck me a couple of times. So that's what, that's what, what's going on up here. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely pork chop. And I did see, I did see in our, in our, um, our Bengals and Brews group chat that Dale was making fun of me. The guy (laughs) versus the guy that, that she thought you were or whatever that I, I love
1: that. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, And speaking of fantasy, we can't forget to promote our Bengals and Brews charity, fantasy football league. Uh, We are currently working on filling league number four, Mm -hmm. and uh, we are going to be giving out a signed Ted Karras jersey to the champion of all the leagues the jersey is not signed yet but we are going to be there friday to get it signed um so if you want to get in all you have to do is donate 20 dollars or more to cincyhat.com dm a screenshot to one of our social media accounts twitter is best but uh we we do check facebook and instagram periodically as well um that's all you have to do and you are in and it is a redraft ppr league 10 team each and uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're super excited.
4: Yeah, and, and just to clarify for everyone, the the person that gets to take care of a signed jersey. So what we do is every year we've done the final of all of the leagues together. So yep. once you're in the playoffs, you're going up against six teams in, in your playoffs, and then you'll go through each round – you know, at, at like a normal fantasy league, and then once you get to the championship round, you're not only going against a player, it's one versus two in that championship round in your yep. single league, but you're also going against all of the Everybody. first and second league or players in every other Bengals and Brews fantasy league. Yep. So last year we had twelve teams in total, or six teams in total, or six leagues total. Sorry. There we go. Six leagues total, 12 teams that were all, and then the highest score of those 12 teams was the ultimate winner. So yeah, Just to clarify for everyone.
1: No, that's that's a good explanation. Yeah, and there will still be prizes for the winners of each individual league. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they will be a Cincy hat. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get them signed by Ted as well. We're still kind of working that out, but um, that's the plan uh, as of now, and we're working on, uh, you know, hopefully getting some more power. Derek, about that at all? But um, maybe we can do something, something extra for everyone.
4: Yeah, we'll we'll figure it all out. And um, just I I did see a qu- a question earlier in the chat about. The Bengals' defense and where we think they would rank. Um, I know we didn't get to ask those guys what they thought, but I I was going to ask you, Joe, where do you you think they they would project as far as – and then who do you think the best defense this year would be?
1: That's a good question. Um, I saw that as well. And, you know, the only – I mean, I think the Bengals' defense is rock solid. You know, I think they're easily a top-10 defense – um, mm-hmm. what we didn't see a ton of last year was like a ton of turnovers, a ton of mm-hmm. defensive touchdowns, and that's what you really want from your fantasy yep. defense, Um Sacked as well as from special turnovers. teams. I mean, we, yeah. I, I don't think we had any special teams touchdowns as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then the other, you know, part that's going against the Bengals defense in fantasy is we have a first place schedule. Um, Our schedule is not easy. We we face Uh some really good offenses. We play the bills. We play the chiefs. Um, It's, it's a tough schedule. And so that's why I'm not, you know, I'm not avoiding them, but um, you know, if it's, if I have the, you know, first few selections of a defense, um, I'm, I'm probably staying away from the Bengals. But like i said i think they're very good but they're much more of like a bend don't break kind mm-hmm. of defense and not like a great um fantasy defense and as far as like the number i'm trying to think um i gotta pull something up to to really look at as far as dsts i was um, going to show you this the, real cow- quick. Boy, the cowboys is probably <laughs> <laughs> I love oh Dale so much. I love Dale so much. I love this so much.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hey, if you can't make fun of yourself, then, then oh, what good are that's you? Right? So
1: great. I didn't see that. Um yeah, the Cowboys is my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking for a defense that, you know, uh has one of those crazy playmakers. Um yeah. the Niners are up there for me as well. Uh, the Eagles are up there. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be the Cowboys because the Micah Parsons factor. I mean, he is yeah. just an incredible playmaker. He's all over the field. And the, the overall defense is, is really solid.
4: Yeah, sacks, turnovers, that, that's where you get your points. But, uh, yeah, right now, Fantasy Pro says the Bengals ranked as the 13th best defense. Yep, I think um, that's reasonable. Kind of middle of the pack. Yeah. So if, if you're looking, f- if you're wanting to pick them up and you think they're going to do better than that, the, the strength of schedule, obviously, like, like you said, Joe is, is pretty high, but uh, you know, you'll be able to pick them up, not in a Bengals centric fantasy league, obviously, right. but that's a team or that's a defense where you can probably wait until after the draft, you know, pick up your guys yep. that you think those sleepers that you want to pick and then just, Right before week one, drop whoever you think or who's hurt or something like that, and yep. then pick pick them up as your defense if that's uh, the team you're one.
1: Yeah, if you're or if you're in a 12 team league, that and you know you have mm-hmm. Mr. irrelevant pick at the end of the draft, and that's your defense. You know, you you probably won't have a hard time uh, getting them. Um, the only other thing wanted to plug: uh, Bengals and Brews merch store, Bengals and dot store. Uh, we still got some koozies left, Chuck Sizzle shirts, mustache rides, glass here to security. Just Uh,
4: FYI, those are not mustache rides for me, so don't worry
1: about (laughs) that. (laughs) Uh, Those are uh, a certain punter that we may or may not have had on the show. (laughs) And then uh, this coming Friday at the Little Miami Brewing Company in Milford, uh, Ted Karras and the Cincy Hat are having an event there starting Mm -hmm. at 4 p.m. Uh, they are, uh, I know they're going to have visors and bucket hats, and yep. you're going to be able to have a beer with Ted Karras. The whole crew <sighs> will be there. What?
4: I knew I forgot a question. What was the question? Fantasy Pros, their podcast is sponsored by Miller Lite. I was oh, going to ask on. Joe about Miller Lite and how we can get sponsored by them.
1: Definitely I'm sorry, it.
4: Dale. I dropped the ball on that.
1: There you goes our Miller Lite sponsorship. Know, we had the opportunity. We'll have to get Joey forgot. B on again. Yep. Um, but yeah, if if you're in the area, definitely stop by, say hi, have a shot with us. Um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. A bunch of people are gonna be there. Um, you know, from other podcasts like the Rally Around the Natty folks. I'm sure Ice Ban will be there. Uh, it's it's gonna be sweet. Absolutely. Anything else you got before we wrap it, Mr. Arrow?
4: Nothing I can think of. Just All hey, right. I'm I'm gonna try to be at the uh the whatever they call it, back family together. day, back together Saturday. Yeah. I'm gonna try to be there for anybody that's that's wanting to come up there, uh definitely hit us up and we'll we'll try to get together and, and that should be a fun time as well.
1: Yep, for sure. I'm going to try to see if I can make it work. Um, but at very least, I'm definitely going to be there Friday, Little Miami mm-hmm. Green Company. All right. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And who day Let's go. It's
0: time. Cincinnati, we going to rise and rise. In the jungle, we unite and rise. on your Uh. Now who got a move, rockin' on? Stripes. Now who wanna move, crossin' on? Now who wanna move, bottom? If you got stripes, then you let the city know you rock em. Yeah, we got em', yeah, we fought Like that black ain't orange up on